Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Monica about how she helps entrepreneurs build irresistible e-com brands. Monica is an e-com brand mentor and consultant, a purpose-driven digital brand marketing and strategy professional with 17 years of global experience building brands. She started across diverse sectors and companies from Fortune 500s to scale and startups. It all started with a Master of Science in Business Administration, majoring in marketing. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies across brand management, strategy consultant, and global marketing. In addition, she has been hired by Google to coach their premium partners, seven-figure scale-ups, tech and SaaS, and agencies who work with e-commerce businesses. Monica offers high-touch coaching and mentorship to small business, conscious e-commerce and product, and retailer entrepreneurs. She is Dutch by birth and Indian by heritage, global by choice and education. She's a creative thinker, a dancer, a chai fanatic, and a mom of two girls. Welcome, Monica. Hi, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. (laughs) You're welcome. So how did this entrepreneurial aspect journey start for you? (laughs) Oh, okay. That started about seven years ago, I think. Uh, Well, it has always been a dream of mine. I've always said to myself and people around me that know me that I've always wanted to have my own business. I think seven years ago when I was pregnant with my second, I was still in the corporate world. I was like, this is it. This is the time to do it. Uh, Now or never, you know, that feeling that I think sometimes we have. So, and I was done. I kind of felt done in the corporate world at that point in time. and just really wanted to go out and do my own thing. I quit. I just jumped right in. <laughs> I don't always advise that, but uh, I, I really just needed to move on. I continued to freelance for uh, with certain clients, but at the same time, I started my own online store. It was this dream I had from more of my teenage years where I thought I'm going to bring design from India, bring in my two cultures. You know, uh, I was growing up in the Netherlands, but you know, brought up my strong Indian heritage and culture. So I brought design from India and the interior space from new designers, contemporary designers that had conscious and ethical brands here to Europe, had my own online store at that time called House of Chutney and went head on straight into that, setting up my store, sourcing products, advertising content, you name it, I did the whole haul. I realized after a while I was chasing an old dream (laughs) that was from my teenage years and I kind of just chased something to move on from where I was. And I realized whilst I was working with people in my network, other entrepreneurs, product based and e-commerce entrepreneurs, I was using my skills to just help them. That time it was just, you know, we were all friend, making friends online and networking. I was helping them for free. And I realized I wanted to use the skills that I had instead of freelancing with big companies to really help and make it accessible to get that kind of brand mentorship and consulting for these smaller businesses, because this was the missing piece I noticed a lot that people had and that's where my heart lay and that's where I got energy from so I can so I stopped my business and I continued to I niche down to smaller product e-commerce based businesses as well as more scale ups as well where I work more with teams that's it in a nutshell there's probably more but uh yeah what do you like about most about what you're doing I really get energized from it. For the smaller business, I have to say, it's not just I'm impacting their business, but when you work with small entrepreneurs, you're impacting, immediately impacting their lives as well. When you see them grow, you see how the impact it has on themselves as a person, but also their family. And, you know, a lot of these small businesses are sometimes failing for, I think, 
even when I see that there's so much potential and sometimes just being able to give them that little piece, uh, more foundational pieces to it and see that change that can happen is just amazing. And then with the scale ups, it's also, I still get to see the impact much quicker than when I do with corporates and there mm-hmm. I stay on top of what's really happening in the industry and the trends, which kind of feeds, both feed into each other for me in both. And I learn from both sides and make sure that I take the best of each and feed it into the others as well. (laughs) Nice. It's always nice to be able to see kind of that immediate impact that you have. Yeah, there's nothing like that. I think there's really, really nothing like that. And I, a lot of times my relationships become really personal and I keep in touch. Sometimes, you know, I can actually call some of them friends now. And, and, and that's so beautiful and be able to keep following their journey. And most of them being conscious businesses, you know, there is a strong aspect of sustainability or being ethical, very purpose driven. There's something about, you know, offering really meaning something to the customers that they're serving and to be able to take part in that change as well. Mm-hmm. Are there a couple common mistakes that you see a lot of your clients make? Yeah, that was the reason I decided to really focus on this Mm -hmm. was really that foundational piece. They're all out there doing the right things. They're putting out content, they're advertising, they're emailing, they're doing everything they're supposed to. And often they're still not seeing the results they want for at least the level of growth that they're at. And often that is because they miss the foundational piece of like, who is my real customer? Who am I actually speaking to? Why are they buying? And therefore, what do I stand for as a brand? Um, a lot of people just, and which is normal for an entrepreneur, is, you know, we just jump into things and then we figure out, okay, what is the missing pieces? And this is often what I've seen, but this for me is a very foundational piece because there's nothing else you can do. You need it for everything, for your messaging, for your copy, for your content, for your advertising, partnerships you want to do. You have to know who you're serving, why they're buying and what that brand stands for and really have that focused vision and clarity for your brand and that's something i've just seen whatever size of business it's a common mistake across across every size of business i've seen this happening and you know over the last few years or decade actually we've seen that focus on performance driven marketing it's all about the numbers and the analytics it shows Mm -hmm. you what's working and what's not but not why and that's where you need to go back to your customer and really i always say the keys are right in front of you you just need to know where to look (laughs) So who are your ideal customers? My, if I'm talking about the small business entrepreneurs, they are conscious businesses. They're, they have a really strong purpose uh, behind uh, what they stand for. It's more than just a product. It's a lifestyle experience that they're creating and they're really having impact and value they offer their customers. They're, whether some of them are just trying to hit that first six figures, others are trying to scale to seven. And they are out there doing all the right things. Like I said, they're taking the right actions. but they're not able to communicate and connect with their customers for the level of growth that they're at and don't see that kind of engagement and results and don't feel like how can we break through to that next level that we are at it's really an impact that they're creating both for their for their customers but also for themselves and they feel like they're doing everything wearing all the hats every time they take a step forward they're taking 10 steps behind uh, and therefore they're just not able to see sometimes how they can really have this more focused vision for their brand. And that's where I come in. And I think for the female entrepreneurs, sometimes I've even had a few where, you know, they're just so tired of seeing very few female entrepreneurs really hitting that seven or eight figures and really have this ambition to show, you know what, we can do so much more and our business can be that as well. So yeah, people with really strong visions for their brand. Yeah. So how do you get in front of them? very different ways. I've tried so many things. I mean, I've been super active in the past. I've slowed down now on Instagram, this LinkedIn, obviously, but I say the ones that have worked the most and where I enjoy it as well, 
I really a lot of collaborations with people in other groups and trainings that I give uh, in other e-commerce related groups where we complement each other, guests being guests on podcasts, and then a lot of referrals from my current past clients. Those are the ones where I've seen where I get in front of people and I can talk and tell them, explain them, you know, brand can be sometimes this word that people don't always understand. So mm-hmm. when you really talk about and explain it is where I see I tend to attract more of the right people. And when I work with scale-ups, it's really LinkedIn, a lot of networking on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) So what are a couple big goals that you have for your, or just in general, not just your business, but you too, if you want. (laughs) Well, business, um, I want to continue to work with the scale-ups because I really, um, I think, like I said, it keeps me on top of what's really happening in the industry. But for small business entrepreneurs for the next two to three years, I really want to help hundred entrepreneurs. And that's what I've said for myself. Yeah, I I just really want to help 100 entrepreneurs be able to get to the next level of growth that they want to grow to by focusing on these foundational aspects. Uh, Like I said, you know, really, who's your customer? What's what your brand stand for? And then translating that into a growth strategy along the customer journey. And that's, you know, that will help grow my business. So that's also great. But on a personal front, I think my husband and I are also taking decisions and working on things that are really going to help us towards more financial freedom as well. So with whatever we're earning Uh, looking at what we need to do with our savings and investments. Um, So we're looking at things like real estates and uh, a little bit of stocks and things like that as well. Are you looking at like from the beginning of your journey type of thing to 100 or is it like 100 from like the beginning of this year? No, from from from, uh, so it was I I set that goal. Yeah, the beginning around the summer I set that goal for myself so from now till going forward 100 so it's a new new milestone that's fun so you're yes. just kind of starting that little climb on that journey yes I but the pandemic slowed things down for me I had to take a step back because of children so I realized I had to postpone the goal so it's kind of been like okay now I'm ready for that <laughs> now you get to start it right yes <laughs> What do you think is the biggest roadblock that's stopping you? That's stopping me. I think visibility, uh, mm-hmm. visibility in the right places in a bigger way. So it's not that, you know, I'm not visible. I've done a lot, but it's all been felt. It feels now, at least if I, that it was maybe it's a bit smaller. So I think going out there in a bigger way, being visible in a bigger way in the right places in front of the mm-hmm. right people, that's kind of been my roadblock, but also what I'm working on. It's kind of hard to be in like, so many groups and posting and stuff like that right so I mean right for sure like you can't if only you could clone yourself right right (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe nobody invented that yet (laughs) I bet you there's a few women that are hoping to work hard on that one (laughs) so what has been the best advice that you've ever received Ooh, that's a tough one I think I have had different best advice at different seasons of my life and business there are two that really stand out. Is it okay to share two? Oh, for sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. So there's one that was, I would say, pre-pandemic. I worked with a coach called Jan Gamble. She's about She has a Slay the Mic program, really about sharing your voice, being out there and sharing your voice. There's one point she told me when we're working together, Monica, nobody cares about you. I was just like, I mean, can you imagine everyone saying that? Um, but it was really the context of, 
when you're afraid to show up on video or go live and share and talk what you mean you you think that every time you fumble people are going to look at you and think like what did you do she's like nobody's spending their day sitting here monica that you tripped over your words uh and the, and it's going to affect their whole day they're just going to be moving on they don't care so there's a different way of saying is don't let people don't worry about what other people are saying and that was really it that really hit home for me at that time um and more recently i think you know we've come out of a more harder times for everybody in our life uh, with the pandemic, the economies and everything changing. And I think I've always felt that somewhere I need to work super hard to get what I need and I have to run 10 times harder. Um, that sometimes I'm probably always going after the difficult opportunities and there may be simpler ways of doing things. Uh, so as a coach I've been working with who said, you know, you don't always have to be hitting your head against those closed doors. Maybe just take a step back and look around and there may be up other doors around you that are open and just go explore those opportunities. That was something I've actually taken really to heart this year for myself. Not to be quite so, let's say, hyper-focused. Not so hyper-focused and sometimes opportunities you know, be clear about where you want to go, but opportunities can come from different places. And maybe it's been true. Maybe I've had to work hard to get where I am. Um, but it doesn't uh, have to be that everything needs to be difficult all the time. And sometimes I just need to take that step back and remind myself and look around. And sometimes getting to where we want to go might have a different path than what we originally think. Oh, I realized that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I started with an online store thinking that was it and realizing, wait, that was not, I'm not passionate about that. And then really constantly niching down and finding my way. I even, I even tried a group program and I realized I just love working with people one-on-one -on -one right now. So that's what I'm going to continue doing. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Continue doing that until it feels better to do otherwise, right? Exactly. <laughs> so what's the best advice you've ever given? I actually think it was one of my clients. I told her to tell her to shut down her business. <laughs> so when we work, imagine somebody's paying to work with you, and that was the <laughs> advice. But she's she's based in New York, and I recently went on holiday in summer to New York and actually met her face to face for the first time, and she was happy. It was so good to see that. I think she had that decision somewhere in her mind as well, but she needed that push. Um, in her case, it was really when we. She started her online business, uh, was, it, it was a store that sold fashion, uh, but she was just buying it in from different wholesalers. It was during the pandemic, she was laid off. Uh, so she decided, okay, I love fashion, let me try and do something. It looks like it's easy, took a course, hey, I'll set up a store and I'll do it. She realized obviously pretty quickly it's not as easy. So she worked with me to really define her customer and what a brand stands for. But in the process we were talking about, I also look at people, you know, what's your purpose? What do you really want to do? And normally it's always still related to your business, but she had a complete different dream. And in the meantime, she got another job paying her even better than what she had before. And all her money that she could actually be saving and using towards that dream, she was now investing into this business, which she wasn't super passionate about either. So we actually, I actually suggested, like, we looked at her financial situation and said, what happens if you'd stop this, with this money, what, how could you invest that towards your dream? So kind of just switched up and that's the beauty of working one-on-one, -on -one. I could do that and showed her how she could use the work we were doing for the, whatever next business or anything she chooses to do in the future. So that was definitely, and she's doing fantastic right now. I've got a few promotions at work and has been looking how to take a step in the direction for that dream that she has. And that's really cool that like you care more about the individual, let's say, rather than 
let's say your paycheck, right? Yeah. Or, or yeah. At the end, it's I'm helping them achieve their dreams. And if that means that it's something else and they need to push in that direction, then so be it. And I don't want them to keep sp- wasting their money on something that's actually what they don't want to do. And where they really need to make some big changes to make it a success. And you feel like, well, I don't actually want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So how do you turn occasional customers into like forever fans? For myself or for my customers? <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I really say it's really about knowing who your customer is, first of all, really getting to know who they are, what's going on. I also say we're not always solving problems. We're fulfilling desires. So get to know what that desire is in their life. What are they really trying to achieve? What are they trying to do? And the more and why they buy from you, whether it's somebody who works with me and the service that they're taking or they're buying your products. Um, why are they really buying? What does that fulfill in their life? And then being really clear what you stand for as a brand and then communicate and making sure the services or products you offer are in line with that. And then communicating that consistently, whether you're trying to attract new people or you are in keeping that engagement going through an email sequence, for example. In my case, because I work one-on-one, I keep it also I just check in with people once in a while through personal email and just saying, how are you doing? I can do that because it's one-on-one. Obviously it's not the mass emailing, but I also have an email list where I'm constantly communicating with a wider audience. And the more you know, the more you can then take them along the whole customer journey. And remember to not just do pre-purchase, but also post-purchase uh, after they buy from you is when you want to keep them coming back uh, for more. Or if not, if that's not what you offer, with, in my case, people may not need me again and again, you know, then at least they're talking to you, to others uh, about what you do. So really starting from the core, knowing who they are, why they buy and what you stand for as a brand and what you're really offering them, the value you bring to them. It really does go down to like your ideal avatar, doesn't it? It is. And I actually say, though, um, real over ideal. (laughs) So I notice when we say ideal customers an ideal, actually, if you look it up in the dictionary, it means something from your imagination. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see people doing all the time. They are literally jotting down this ideal customer from who they think they are, a bit of what they may see through the communication they're having online. But it's often not who exactly what they think, or they think they're the ideal customer and then they're making a profile based on themselves. But, you know, you can start a business from that idea. But as you grow, you're serving people. Nobody's going to be exactly like you. You really need to figure out who's really buying from you and start having those direct conversations with people. Invite them to really, you know, do a call with them, a video call, face to face, whatever that is. But really those, in, you know, typical research, deep dive interviews, I like calling meaningful conversations, but move away from just what's in your head to who's really, really buying from you or who could really be your potential customers. I just had a thought like, well, how would you do that with, let's say, like an e-com store? But then I was like, well, you could always send out this email that offers like, hey, I'm looking to get to know some of our customers better. If you take the survey, you can get X in return, right? Kind of. Yes and no. So surveys are great, but surveys don't like allow you to dive deeper to what they're really saying. But and you want to really figure out what are they actually doing, what are they thinking and feeling, and that's and what are their motivations. And that's where you have to have those one-on-one conversations with people. Um, so I was in anybody who works with me, this is a non-negotiable step. So we have to do customer interviews. They have to do this. So we reach out through email, whether or maybe you have a community on Facebook. Um, or, or anywhere else that you may have and really invite 
them to a call and where you take a bit half an hour to an hour of their time and we set obviously the questions that you're going to talk them through but really having a conversation with them so that you can really dive deeper into what they're what they're really just saying and understand behind their motivations behind it so i always say you have to speak to them one-on-one it doesn't have to be every one of them but make sure you're doing a few of them regularly throughout the course of your business because your business also changes, you change, you know, your business grows, economy changes. So that way you're always on top of what's happening. And surveys are great. They complement it. You can test what you learn on a greater scale, but it's really not, nothing beats just having those one-on-one conversations. Do you find that the companies can have those one-on-one conversations without any, let's say, compensation to the customer? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Uh, we've done lots of those. Uh, I think for smaller business entrepreneurs, I always recommend to, you know, you can give something, but instead of a comp- making it feel like a compensation, it's more like a thank you for your time, yes. uh, more appreciation. It's more from that perspective. Look, I really appreciate your time. Here's a voucher to spend on anything you want, you know, on my store, uh, for example, or if you're about to launch, you can do when I launch. When I work with a lot of scale-ups and we've done interviews one-on-one with their customers, we've not offered anything. But it's really, it, it's really from the aspect of I'm trying to grow my business. I'm trying to better serve you. And for that, I'd love to know you better and, you know, and, and you know, pick your brain. And, and people love helping people. You'll realize that a lot of business owners fear this, I've noticed. Um, they really fear this. I, I, don't, I think it's a bit of the criticism or if somebody says no, they don't want to. I said, well, they have a choice to say no, but there will always be a handful of people who will say yes and will really take that time. And I've noticed past customers where some of those people they interview actually become some of the most loyal customers because they say like, you actually care. Who does this today? How many other businesses are really taking the time to do this? So that's cool. That's a good way to to get some loyal customers. That's that's another, I always say, don't go into this expecting that, but it's a bonus if it does happen. (laughs) Is there anything that we haven't talked about or that you'd like to share with us? Oh, wow. Uh, I can talk about this topic (laughs) all day long. I think I just want to remind people, I think this is, um, you know, when you work on your brand, a lot of people, I think, apprehensive because they feel like, um, you know, this is not like a con- you're optimizing your website for conversion or email or ads where you're going to see an immediate ROI from it. It is something that you need to take time and take that step back to work on. But it's just like a house, you don't build a house without a foundation, right? It's the stuff you don't see. Then you put up the walls, you do the interiors, invite people in. And it's the same thing. Just see that really getting to know your customer and building that brand is really a foundational piece. People buy a lot on emotions and you attract people with feelings and then you urge them to buy more on logic. So getting to know people beyond what they're just saying and really what they're doing, thinking and feeling and then translating that into a really strong brand, the value you offer and then consistently put that out in messaging and content is just a foundational piece to your business that will just help you better connect and communicate with your customers, with your real audience and really work from that focused vision and give you that and beyond eventually i have seen obviously the roi from it it just takes a little time i have seen it creates more you know strategic focus but one thing i've seen which is hard to quantify is 
the uh, mindset change I've seen people have because the more they know this, I've had customers tell me it's I start working for my own self realizations. I know who my customers and what I offer and the testing and things they do is more educated and they feel they're not just following somebody else's roadmap. They're taking what they're learning from others, but they'll be able to choose and see those more as tools serving this customer and bringing out that message that they want to take. Yeah, they'll find better results too with stuff like whether it's their copy or wherever, right? It's going to be more efficient. It's going to be more effective. We're rising acquisition costs. Nailing that positioning and that messaging is only going to make your business more efficient as well. Yeah, so true. Well, thank you, Monica, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me here. Where can we go to learn more about you and what you do? So I have my website, businesswithmonica.com. You can uh, read everything over there. You can find me on Instagram under the same handle and uh, under my full name, Monica Sharma Batnikar on LinkedIn. And I think uh, there's a resource below for you to actually take immediate action, because that's what I love, where the four types of questions to really ask your customers. So if you want to start going out, reaching out to your customers, there is a really handy resource available for you to, to start doing that. And you will come on my email list then, and I'm always sharing inspiration and resources and tips to help you in your business. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Again, have a great day. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.